return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Albert A. Du from, from uh, Ghana, a blessing, uh, PhD student here, but also uh, ordained minister. And God has used him in Ghana, as well as, hey, tonight, people probably watching Facebook Live. Is that on now? Oh, not yet. But uh, you, you've got folks that you share with and so forth all over. So we just welcome you and thank God for his anointing. Let's welcome Albert, all right, as he shares here. Amen. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. We give God all the praise. We thank God so much for lapel mics and handheld mics. <laughs> Amen. Wow. I'm so excited for tonight. And I'm believing God that tonight is going to bless you like never before. Hallelujah. Before I begin, I want to thank Pastor Dave and Mama Jeannie for giving continually giving some of us the opportunity to minister. Amen. The reason being that it's not every church that will give you the opportunity yeah, to um, share the word of God in their churches. It's not every pastor who will do that, but then Pastor Dave and Mama Jeannie and Pastor Randin, the leadership of this church, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. they give you the opportunity to do that, and I'm very much appreciative, and I want to thank the whole church for this opportunity Amen. to also share the word of God Amen. with you. Amen. I'm believing God that tonight is going to be an awesome night in the presence of God. Can we close our eyes? Let's just close our eyes. And within some few space, within some few minutes, I just want you to begin to bless the name of the Lord. By the grace of God, the worship, the worship ministry has led us right into the throne room of grace. Kalam Zalihos. Libarandas kibrandos kiadabasa hadasadis Rando zalibos kabranda zelelihosanda lakora besianda Marundo jadabranda silikondi brasada dabasaha Radiu karandi sola barandas kundi brosa dadaba Can you lift up your voice and begin to bless the name of God? If you can speak in tongues, just do it. Kula brosa dahasa radoskadi 
Likra da sundi bradosi kibiando la branda salaba. Radabasanda brandi sukabarandis kupadaba. Radabasundi lililihos kaparandis kaparandos dadada. Rakadabada brando zakiadadabasi brunda zalabo shakia. Rebando zilibum brandis kabarandis kodabranda silabosa. Rabando ziki brando ziki paranda saha. In the mighty name of Jesus, what a mighty God we serve, what a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him and heaven and net adore him. The Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God shall remain. Father, we give you praise. Lord, you are so beautiful, O God. Oh, yes, Lord. Can we open our eyes? Tonight, God has laid something on my heart to share with you. And it is something that God wants to bring the mind and the attention of the church to. Uh, for some time now, I've been talking about hearing the voice of God. So, it is something that I wanted to continue to prepare on because that's what God has laid on my heart for the past, for this year. But, in preparation, God told me to share this with you. The misplaced passion. The misplaced passion. And, you know, the work of God has become very difficult these days because the church of God lacks passion. The work of God has become very tough People don't want to come to church. People don't want to do the work of God. People don't want to engage in the mission of God because the church is lacking something called mission. Missing something called passion. And even if they have their passion, their passion is misplaced. If you talk about misplaced passion, what it means is that the passion is there, but the purpose for which it is intended to serve, it has been changed to something else that is not meant to be used for. And tonight, that's what God wants me to share with you. God has a mission for the church. There's the mission of God for the world. You know, the Bible makes us understand that God sent His Son, Jesus, to come onto this earth for a purpose. So when Jesus came onto this earth, Jesus said that He came to seek and to save the lost. The purpose and the plan of God for humanity is that the whole world will come to know of him and to be saved and to be born again because the Bible makers understand that he doesn't take delight and pleasure in the death of sinful men the Bible makers understand in the book of Romans chapter 1 verse 5 when apostle Paul who was well endowed by the spirit of God and had 
various and many revelations from God. He says that through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to faith among all nations for his name. So he said that for he has received apostleship. When you, when you read from the verse 2 of the chapter 1 coming down, he tries to make us understand whom who has given him that apostleship and that grace. He was talking about Jesus Christ. From the verse 1, he said that I, Paul, a bond servant, an apostle of God. So from the beginning, he makes us understand. He mentioned his name, I, Paul. Then he goes on not to mention his ministry, but mention his identity in God. He said that he is a bond servant, somebody who is not just a slave, but a slave who has pledged allegiance to the master that forever he shall remain a slave. And then he went on to say that apostle of the Lord, a saint one. And he went on further to say, to, to talk about how he has received power and grace to pursue the work of God. And he said that through him, we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations, that all nations will come to the obedience of Christ so that they will give glory unto the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. In the book of Habakkuk chapter 2, the book of Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. The Bible says, For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters covers the sea. You know, God wants His glory to be shown on the whole surface of the earth so that the whole world will come to see Him. Glory is gotten from the word glow to be seen, glory, light. So it is the will and the purpose and the passion of God for the whole world to come and see Him. And give glory unto his name. When a person gets born again. When a person becomes a child of God. The person revere God. The person draws inspiration from God. The person look up to God for everything. Let me tell you the church doesn't have a mission. The mission of the church is found in the mission of God. So the church has a mission today. Because it is founded in the mission of God for humanity. That is the reason why if you become a child of God, you can't do anything anyhow. The reason being that you are like a branch that is connected to the vine. The branch cannot, cannot stay on its own. The branch has no nutrients on its own. Therefore, it's being supplied nutrients by the vine. The same with a child of God. A child of God in the book of John chapter 15 is, con is connected to the vine. That is Jesus Christ who supply him daily with nutrients to sustain him and give him the enablement to be able to do the mission of God for the world is that through his son Jesus, and through the workings of the Holy Spirit, the church of God will be empowered to reach out to the world and anakazu everybody who is lost so that they can all come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The mission of God is for the world to be saved and to give Him glory. In the book of Psalm 8, it says, verse 9, all nations whom you have made shall come and worship you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. All nations that you have made. God has made every nation. That is why we are all one. There is no difference. 
It doesn't matter your color. It doesn't matter your accent. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter the state you find yourself in. We are all one. And it is the intention and the plan and the purpose of God that the whole world, all nations that he has made, they shall come. Not that some may come. But that all would come. All nations. They didn't separate some. They didn't say that it is his intention that Africans shall come. It is his intention that those in the United Kingdom shall come. It is his intention that those in America shall come. But he said that all nations, those in China, those in India, those in every place, all nations shall come and worship him. The Bamekas understand that when God encountered Moses, he said that go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go so that they may worship me. That is the intention of God. The mission of God is the expression of God's love to the world. The book of John chapter 3 verse 16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, whosoever, I love the way the Bible always makes it very easy and simple for us to understand. Whosoever shall believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. That is the mission of God for the world. And that is the mission of the church. That's the mission for the church. That's why when you read the book of um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17, it says that therefore if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new now. All things are God. Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. So see, all things are God who has reconciled the world unto himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to him, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. And I love the verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. This is the mission of the church. And this mission of the church is found in the mission of God. And if the church will do anything, the channel, what should motivate the church should be the passion for souls. Should be the passion for the world. Not the passion for any other thing else. The Bible didn't say that for God was in Christ reconciling the world unto him and has given the church ministry to go and build buildings, ministry to go and build hospitals, ministry to go and build schools, but said that ministry to reconcile the world unto him. The church is doing so many secondary things that they've lost their primary goal. We like doing other things than doing that which our master has commissioned us to do. Even churches with schools, they don't mention the name of Jesus Christ. Even churches with hospitals don't have even chaplains who talk about Jesus to people. But we call ourselves churches who have built institutions. Passion is something that comes out of love. Anybody who does not have love cannot have passion. Whatever you love, you are passionate about. Therefore, if you call yourself a child of God, 
and you don't and you don't have love for souls if you call yourself a child of god and you don't have love for the things of god you can never have passion for that particular thing because passion is an energy that propels you and gives you the edge to continue it gives you a deep feeling that the, that words cannot just explain if you are passionate about something you don't even see the barrier that comes with it you don't even see the challenges that comes with it all that you see is the fulfillment of that which you are passionate about But where is the church, the heart of the church? The Bible says that where a man's heart is, so his treasure is. The heart of the church is somewhere else. You know, you can't be like the Galatians who started in the spirit but were were ending in the flesh. You can't worship God with your mind. Worship begins with the heart. And it is translated into your mind. And then it comes out so that the world may see. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 5. The book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. But on a lamp and it gives light to all who are in the house let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify god let your light so shine but your light can never shine if your heart is misplaced if you don't have passion for the things of god if your passion is for something else than god if you don't serve god and worship god if you don't love god with your heart and with your mind you will struggle in this life as a child of god and you would want people to come and beg you to do that which you are supposed to do. Let's look at us. There are things going on in the church. But people want people to come and beg them before they will do what they are supposed to do. Because they lack passion. If you are somebody who needs to be begged before you do the things of God, you lack passion. And if you lack passion, it's a clear indication that you don't have love for that which you are doing. Let's look at Jesus Christ. In the book of John chapter 2 verse 17 says that, and then his disciples remembered that it is written or that it was written zeal for your house has eaten me up the passion the zeal for your house has eaten me up this was the time where the church which is meant to draw men unto god where the church that is meant to disciple people where the church that is supposed to guide people is being used for merchandise and god said oh my and jesus said oh my god my house shall be called my temple shall be called a temple of prayer but it has become a den for robbers and they are just merchandising so he stepped there and started scattering things they, then they remember that it is written that the zeal of the lord has eaten him up let me tell you when the passion eats you up when you are passionate about the things of god when you are passionate about something you act like you are crazy you don't see what others see what you see is what you love when people say no you don't care if people say you are going to die you don't care what took Jesus to the cross was passion. That's why when you are watching, you say, the passion of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36. 
Matthew 9, 36, but when he saw the multitude, ha, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep with no shepherd. Scattered. Like sheep without no shepherd. And he, he was so full of compassion. Ah, he, he couldn't hold it. He couldn't hold it. Passion. What is passion? I decided to check for the meaning of passion. And in the dictionary, I saw strong feeling or emotion. A strong liking or desire. But I decided to go and check the Greek. The Greek word for passion is patema, which means the capacity and privilege. See, the capacity and the privilege of expressing strong feeling. Felt deep emotions and it can be agony. It can be suffering. The church of God is not ready to suffer for the things of God. The church of God is not ready to move out of their comfort zone to, their, to, their, to the place of discomfort. Because they have no love for that particular thing. If I love a woman, I will pursue that woman till I get that woman. Well, everybody is saying that she's not your class. I don't see it. What I see is that she is what I want. And I will pass through thick and tongues to be able to meet her and speak my mind and get her at all costs. But look at us. You start something small. With small challenges, you give up. I'm tired. No one is supporting me. No one is encouraging me. People are insulting me. So because of that, you stopped. You lack passion. And when you don't have passion, you can't do it. It's simple. If you are passionate, it doesn't matter the gravity of what you are looking at. Look at Paul. Look at Paul. When you read the book of Romans chapter 9 verse 3, it says that, For I could wish that I myself were accursed. Because he couldn't understand why the Israelites, who are promised nation of God, they asked that they could not see that the Messiah had come to them and salvation has been made available to them. He just could not understand. He just could not fathom it. It's like somebody is about to die. The person is getting close to the fire. You are trying to put the person out. The person says, leave me, let me burn. You can't just understand why this person sees death and wants to embrace it. That I wish that I was accursed because he could not just see because the passion, the zeal of the Lord had eaten him up, had consumed him so that he saw that. Do you understand why he said that I may be accursed? Me that he wished that God could trade, that God could give them salvation and just leave him to perish in hell. What would cause a man to do that? It's like your son is dying. But your son is very small. And the daughters are telling you that you can give him your heart. But when you give him your heart, you die. It depends whether you love your son or you don't love him. But if you are old or you are grown and you love your son, you don't care. You say that, doctor, give my heart to my son. I will die. It gets to a point where death doesn't scare a man. That's why Paul said that for me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. Because he had gotten to the point where all that he saw was God. Where all that he saw was the things of God. Where all that he saw was the 
Romans chapter 1 verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. He was not ashamed. He doesn't care. Even if he has to pass through dank. Even if he has to pass through anything to reach out to them. He doesn't care. He's not ashamed to proclaim about Jesus because he loves him. I am not ashamed to talk about my wife. If you said that I should talk about Abigail, I would talk about her and talk about her and I wouldn't finish because I love her so much. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is power of God unto salvation. And he talked about when Paul in the book of um, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 28 to 29, said that beside the other things, what comes upon me daily? Ha! Huh? You know, this was the time where Paul was talking about the things he has gone through. How things have been tough. He has been beaten. There were times that he was beaten to the point that he died. And the Spirit of the Lord rose him up. There were times that he had shipwreck. There were times that he was robbed. He was beaten by vipers. He had gone through so many things. But you know the funny thing? He said that, Beside the other things, what comes upon me daily? Other version says, besides all things, what really burdens me? It's my deep concern for the church. Meaning that I don't care. They can slay me. They can kill me. They can pass me through other things. But what really bothers me, what really burdens me, what I cry about daily, is not the shipping I have been going through. It's not how people have been giving up on me and how people have been insulting me. It's not how people have been judging me. It's not about how people have been seeing me. It's not about how people are saying I'm not eloquent as an apostle. It's not about how people discredit me as an apostle. What really concerns me is my deep concern for the church of God. Every day, what is your deep concern? What weighs heavy on your heart? What are you passionate about? How many times do you go to God in prayer and pray for the church? How many times do you go to God in prayer and pray for those who are perishing? How many times do you go to God in prayer? In the book of Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9, I said, I am not... I." I will not make mention of him, nor speak anymore in his name. But his word was in my heart, like a burning fire shut up in my bones. His word is like fire, not a fire. A burning fire, not a cold fire. Not a Laodicean fire. But it is like fire shut up in my bones. Though sometimes I may not feel like I want to come to church. Though sometimes I may not feel like I want to preach about Jesus. Though sometimes I may not feel. But because of the deep, the deep, the deep, the deep feeling. The deep craving I have for the things of God. All that I see is a slab. That the whole world may come to him. This is where the heart of the church is supposed to be. This is where the heart of the church is supposed to be. 
That will cause a man to travel all the way from his habitat, from US, UK, other places, and come to Africa and die. To the point that Africa became the dead man's, the, the white man's grave. Because people will come, want to share about Jesus, and at the end they will die out of malaria, typhoid, and other things. Yet still other people will go there and die. What will make a man in India to continue to share the word of God? And one day Pastor Dave said that they meet and what they talk about is how to buy a coffin for those who are dead. And yet still there are people who are ready to replace those who are dead to continue the word of God. What will, what, what will cause a man to say that, I, I don't care. Even if you slay me, I will still love the Lord and do his work. Amen. Can you get to that point? We're like, I don't care about my life. What I care about is God. What I care about is the things of God. That the world may know him and give him glory. Yeah. Huh. Until the knowledge of the glory of the Lord takes over the earth as the water ponders the sea. I don't know how much I can express this. I don't know how much I can talk about this. But all that I see is that we have a church who have no more passion for missions. Who have no more passion for the mission of God. Now the church has its own mission aside the mission of God. Where is your passion? Is your passion in your wife? Is your passion in your children? The Bible says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. For me to, be con- to concentrate on other things, I will rather look up to Jesus. Engage in the mission of my Father God. And all things shall come. People are dying. People are dying. People are waiting for you. There are about 7.3 billion people in the world. But not up to half. Have given their life to Jesus. Yesterday we sit down. And we are happy. We play songs. And we jump. We sing hymns. And we go home. Let me tell you. The church was not established for the church. But the church was established for the world. That through us, our light may shine. That the world may see the light in us. And give glory to God. It will be a failure on our part. If every day we sing. If every day I play guitar. If every day I play drums. If every day we preach here. But those around us are dying. One time, a man of God, in the book of Ezekiel chapter 37, talks about a man of God who had a vision. And in the vision, he was taken to a place where there were bones. Bones all around. And what God asked him was that, can these bones have life? So that only God you know. And God said, speak. Life is in our lips. Life is in our mouth. The world is waiting for a church that is ready to speak. The world is waiting for a church that speaks. The world is not waiting for a dying church. The world is waiting for a church that is revived. For a church that is passionate. For a church who is an army. And they don't care what they see. While they slay them, they still move. While they kill them, they still go. 
When they are moving, it is God that they see. God is their banner that they raise high every day. If you are passionate about something, you don't care what people say. You know, the funny thing about this life is that people will not do certain things. But when you begin to do, they will talk about it. When you are doing it, they will say, Oh, you, you this, you that, you this, you that, you this. And all manner of things and people. If you are a person who works in the opinions of men, you are lost. If it was based on the opinions of men, Jesus would not have died on the cross. But with all the things that he did, with all the successes he choked, his eyes was always set on the cross. And though he was beaten, though he was pat on, though he was insulted, he didn't care because he was passionate about the things of the Father. Passion gives purpose to pain. Passion gives purpose to pain. Let me tell you, sometimes you go through pains. But if you have passion, it gives purpose. Because you know that I am passionate about a thing. So though I go through these things, though I go through these pains, this is what sustained the early church. This is what sustained Apostle Paul. What would cause a man to die? What knowing that he was going to die? Prophet Agabus said that, man of God, I see you being carried in chains. And I see you being killed. And he said that, yes, I've heard you, but I'll go and die. And he indeed went and he died. Because before Agabus heard, he had heard. And God had directed him that he should go. Life and death was an option he could have chosen at any point in time, but he decided to choose death. Because there are Points and times in life where death makes the greatest meaning in life. And this is the extreme extreme point of passion. What are you passionate about? I have so much to tell you. But I would want to end here. God wants you to love him. And love the world. You are passionate from your heart. If you are here and you are struggling to do the things of God, maybe you lack passion. If you are lacking passion, then that means you lack love. And if if you lack love, there is a problem. Because the Bible says that if if I can even speak in the language or in the tongues of angels, and I do not have love, I'm just like a sounding gong. I am useless. You are like a soul that has lost its taste. If you're a person, if you're a child of God, if you're a Christian, and you don't have love, you have to really review your status in Christ. That's why Apostle Paul told the church, examine yourself. Ah, he said in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5, examine yourself to know whether you are indeed in the faith. You can't be in the faith and act like this. You can't be in the faith and be thinking about this is uh, uh, Apollo's territory, this is Peter's territory, this is Jesus' territory, and dividing yourselves among yourselves. Comparing yourself among yourself, how foolish and how stupid could you be? But then if you, are, if you have passion and you have love, what you see is not man, but what you see is God. Shall we close our eyes? Shondalabasa. Just put your hand on your heart and say, that, Father, give me passion. Give me zeal. Give me passion.
Give me zeal. Give me passion. Give me zeal. Make me passionate for your work. Make me passionate for your work. Make me passionate for your mission, O God. Lebando sarakasondi krabasanda karando satia. Oh, Rababasanda Rasuki, La Crando Zondi Vali Hosa, Ela Kurubasanda Silakosha Randosa, Vali Hosia. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Halibos Alibandi Lekosa de Hosandi. Melo zanda zilo valeosa, kora de sanda labasande, rebo rababaleosunda. God is touching the heart of men here. So spirit touch your church, stir the hearts of men, revive as Lord with your passion. Once again, we want to care for others like Jesus cared for us. Let your ray fall upon. Father, I prophesy over your sons and daughters gathered here. Give us your passion. Give us your zeal. Give us that heart that you gave the early, that you gave the early church. Give us that heart that you carried, O oh God. That Lord, we wouldn't care about anything than to care about one thing: your mission for the church, your mission for the world. Father Lord, for you've sent us into the world for a purpose. Lord, you've saved us unto yourself for a purpose. Cause us to recognize that which you have called us into, O oh God. Give us that passion, that zeal once more to do your work. At the end, you alone will be glorified. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word. And we thank you for this church. Father, we thank you for the church that you've planted and established. And we know that we will do great. And the gate of Hades shall never overcome it. We bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. If you want prayers um, in anything, if you want prayers for passion, whatever, you can come and I will pray with you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.